What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. More Important Issues is sponsored by our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. And here's a quick word from our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. I'm going to be honest, I wasn't ready. But here, here they go. <laughs> People always ask, where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's blue water sailing. It takes a team of people to do that tireless work, focus, and attention to detail. So much of starting a business is just like that. After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction for accomplishing something. And it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh! I love it, baby! Them orange britches! Something about them orange britches! I made up my mind, I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! What is up, everybody? Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of More Important Issues. It is Wednesday, July 14th. We're here. It's me, Landon, Dylan, producers with us. Good to have him back. It's a this is a packed episode and it's in July. It's kind of weird, right? It's kind of weird. I thought we should maybe start off the show by giving a standing ovation for Danny White. Um, I, I would be down. I'm not wearing any pants, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay seated. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it for, <laughs> for right, the both of us. There you go. There you go. There you go. I am wearing pants, but uh, they 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 definitely don't match. So I didn't want to embarrass myself. There you uh, go. I'm like I'm like ready for bed. So as soon yeah, as I mean here, yellow I'm, yellow and gray that goes together. I'm wearing an orange hat. Yeah, maybe not the orange hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe take that off. <laughs> I, I'm definitely. I'm, I'm wearing green shorts. Oh wow, you look worse than me. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's cool, dude. Yeah, I'm already ready for bed because it is late, but that's the best part of more important issues is we come at you at dark. Uh, well, sort of dark in the summer, not so much, but after everyone else is long gone, we're, we're here to stay. Well, like I said, we got a jam-packed episode. Tony Vitello got paid. He wasn't the only one, though. We'll talk about his extension, obviously, but talk about some others as well. Um, we've also got talking MLB draft. Plenty of balls went. Um, it was a – it just shows, like, where the program's at when you have that many guys going, competing with um, – the schools that have been doing it for, you know, forever that have been at the top. So it's great to see that happening and, and occurring and at this program. We'll look at the roster outlook for next year. Even though some guys were drafted, some guys returning, some guys of note returning. Yeah. It's going to be fun to kind of talk about, discuss um, kind of the unknown. You had some guys mention that they are coming back. You have some guys that have no interest in, in coming <laughs> back. Um yeah, it's kind of interesting to talk about a little bit. Uh, we already have some people in the chat. In the chat, Credence, hello. Good to have you, Credence. Always, yeah. 
Good to have you, man. We're about to stand up again because uh, Connor Pavoloni and Evan Russell are about to go back to back against Vanderbilt um, on the SEC network. So, oh, nice, nice. It's uh, about to go in the bottom of the fourth. So, yeah, we can all stand up and cheer for that again. <laughs> Never gets go. old. Never. Uh, we're also talking Cam Miller to the Hill as well as some uh, f- football roster changes. Excuse me. Almost went Bobby Boucher with some foosball there. Um, yeah. Also, some football talk. Landon tweeted it out, sparked some debate, and I think it's more interesting than it leads on. I, you know, I thought maybe there were some obvious answers in there, but I, I thought a lot of people mixed it up and brought brought about some, some uh, interesting points to – it's kind of a sad topic when you talk about who is worse and you have four options in the last decade to choose from as far as the last couple coaches Tennessee's had, but we'll discuss that. Drop your questions in the chat. Let us know what you want to talk about. I know we got a jam packed episode, but uh, we're, we're here to talk about what you want to talk about, of course, and some segments got even a, we even have a fan submission for tonight for, for some fan, for some segments. So I've got a shout out to give when we get to stupidity. Okay, nice. Um, Also tell us where you're listening from. You if you're listening live, hit those um, – or I guess you don't have to listen to it live to hit them. But uh, it hit the heart a little bit. Give us some love, man. It's good to be a vol. It, right it, it is good to be a vol because um, all of us got extensions. <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> uh, Danny, Danny Weiss just paying everyone, including Tony Vitello. Tony Vitello, I, I mean, I don't know if it's official since I guess we're in the offseason. But I guess like as of today or yesterday, Tony Vitello is the highest paid coach in the country. Yeah, I think it, it would be between him and Tim Corbin, uh, probably. And I, I mean, Tim Tim Corbin's at like one point three. Yeah, he 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 was making that in two thousand nineteen. I don't know exactly oh, okay. what he's making now. Um, I don't know if that can be released because I know Vanderbilt is private. Um, I don't know. I know if you like Google Tim Corbin's salary, it's like two point five million. So oh, I is it okay? That's true. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. So I I don't know exactly, but yeah, he's the top five paid coach in college baseball and that's the way it should be you want to commit to winning commit to winning in a big way with the yeah. brink struck and you didn't even have to go get the guy he was already on campus talked about that the extension was easy to this this was an easy decision to make and danny white made the easy decision and i know that like that i, mean, I don't mean that anything against danny white for some reason that has been lacking at tennessee over the last decade two decades making the easy decision the right decision it seems danny white has done that obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. But it's it right now, out you know, looking forward, definitely the right decision. Um, so Tony Vitello, like I said, one point five annually. He's also got a nice little, um, little uh, not just incentive, but he's going to make seventy five percent of any deals, any equipment deals over a hundred thousand. So maybe see some big equipment deals coming in the future. Because I mean, that's I'm, I'm interested to see what what Tennessee may get. I mean, they've already got some some good looking. I don't know exactly what brand they wear, but. I, Tennessee's batting helmets have to be some of the best in the country. Isn't that that orange pops, man? And that, and I know a lot of people have moved to like the Rays logo, but Tennessee's that that power T Rays logo just chef's kiss. It's good, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they use Louisville Slugger for their bats. Um, so yeah, maybe you see some bat deals and and stuff like that down the road. One thing that I really liked was, and Tony Vitello was big on this with his. Um, with his deal with with Danny White is the uh, the pool for his assistants yeah. and his support staff um, that goes up. It was at five hundred thousand for that pool, and it, it's gone up to nine hundred thousand. So um, that's a big pool to to give your you know um, 
Frank Anderson, Josh Elander, Quinn Everhart some raises and uh, and keep them on campus. They've had a ton of opportunities to go elsewhere. And, um, you know, you want to keep them in-house, keep that continuity going, keep that train moving. And yeah. uh, I think I think this is that's that's big for that. But, yeah, he'll make uh, $1.5 million annually through June of 2026. Yeah, and, and Graham um, asked what he made prior. Um, this is interesting because it was kind of hard to find an exact number. And I, I didn't go – I'm sure there's been contract releases. I didn't go pull those. But just found some older articles. Um, he was making $450,000 annually, but it wasn't clear if that was after incentives or not. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what the base was, but four fifty. He was making around six hundred k, so he okay, got so about a nine hundred k increase. So four fifty that, that four fifty was probably base then. That six hundred may have been after incentives. So yeah, a bit, regardless, a big increase. And, and what I was going to say too is, um, Danny White, you can keep asking for donations. In my opinion, if you're going to pay guys like that the big money, um, I mean, obviously you like to see him win before you hand out extensions, and I don't just mean win six games, <clears throat> Philip, but um, actually go and win. <laughs> So that yeah, and that's nice. Oh, that you know what? I'm now I'm thinking about. It. I wonder if that 450 would. No, that would have been right. Never mind. I was trying to remember because he did give up incentives, um, and like maybe 10 percent for the COVID mm-hmm. year. So, yeah, I think he said if they win the College World Series, he makes 40 percent of what he's making. Go go do top the of what <laughs> Go get out of that condo, big guy. And maybe he makes he gets 32 or 35 percent if they make it to the championship series and in gotcha. Omaha. So, um, yeah, a lot of incentives to be made, a lot more money to make than $1.5 million for Tony Vitello. But, yeah, it's absolutely deserved. I mean, you want to commit to to winning, commit to this program. It was kind of easy. All you have to do is offer him that lump sum and uh, give him a pen and paper, and he was he's ready to sign. Yeah, and the you know he talked about now he's got to make even more of a commitment to the community. Like the dude got the, the dude wants to be here, and that that's good. And um, this was kind of the big story of of I mean really leading up to Omaha because of the rumors of some other teams maybe seeking, um, you know, seeking his uh, you know, going and getting Tony Vitello. So this has been the talk of the town. Uh, a lot of assumptions that it was going to be coming, and just kind of like waiting to ink the deal in. And and along with a lot of other coaches, Tony Vitello did it. We already had heard about Rick Barnes' contract. It's going to run through 25, 26 season now. Um, and then, I mean, Danny White, I guess, was just like, hey, let's call an all-coaches meeting and get this done. Rowing coach Lisa Glenn also extended to June of 2024. Kelly Harper contract uh, through 2020, 2025-26 campaign. Um, and then Matt Kredick of the Swimming and Diving. I don't know how you say his name. Through the 25 and 26 season. Kind of right to me. Um, I'm not even going to take a – I'm not even – golly, I'm not even going to take a guess on the women's tennis coach. Al, Allison, you got it. 26, uh, 2026. Then you know about Tony Botello's Brendan Webb, golf coach through 2026. Karen Weekly through 2025, that deal. Um, I'm sure she'll see a, a nice pay raise because she is the sole head coach now, um, now that Ralph Weekly had uh, retired earlier this year. And that's going to run through the 2025 season. And then Chris Woodruff, another guy that probably deserved a raise. Um, you know, you had competing, winning SEC championships this year, competing for national championships. Um, he's going to go through June of 2026. Yeah, I mean, you, you just commit to basically every head coach. Pretty yeah, much. I love it. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I guess if you want that continuity, you want to quit changing coaches every couple of years, hey, just give them all extensions at one time, and then when those are up, then we'll, we'll do something after the fact. I kind of like it. Um, a lot of people were kind of upset that they thought Tony Vitello needed his day. Was that a real thing? Uh, someone mentioned it might be sarcasm. I was hoping maybe it was. Yeah, I didn't really see that. Um, 
I didn't see the actual tweet, but people said that some people were upset about it, and I'm just like, dude, who cares? The man got paid. Ink the He's deal. Staying. Yeah, and his buyout through uh, 2023 is a million dollars. I mean, he's locked in. Yeah. He can't Whoa. Just leave. Whoa. Landon, we've dealt with enough buyouts here. Those do not mean you're locked in. Pump the brakes. He'll he'll owe Tennessee a That's fair. Dollars. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, yeah, it's it's far from Tennessee having to owe somebody else. Um, but I, I think Tony Vitello is going to be here for the foreseeable future, and uh, that's the way it should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Agreed. A hundred percent. Let's talk about Vols in the MLB draft. Um, speaking of what kind of how this program and, and what he's done to, I mean, I'm not saying those guys wouldn't have gotten there without Tony Vitello in this program. Um, but recent history and, and, you know, with Tennessee baseball, you didn't have this many guys going. Um, you, you certainly didn't have this many commitments or, you know, signees going in the first round. And so, Obviously, those guys didn't necessarily get there because of Tony Vitello, but it's big for the program. It shows where you're at. It shows that, the, that some of the top talent in the country wants to come and play for your school, and then obviously the guys leaving your school and getting drafted, that's a big deal because it means your school's performing. Um, it means you're impressing scouts, and the guys are getting better while they're on campus if you know because they're improving that draft stock. So a lot of good stuff happening um, on the uh, as far as moving to the professional front. Yeah, and it's kind of insane thinking like, you know, Tennessee was pretty much a top five team throughout the entire year, especially in SEC play. And you have one guy who uh, we're watching right now on the SEC network is going to hit two home runs off the number two overall pick in the country. I was trying to figure out what you were, what you were watching. You started getting excited. I was like, what's on tonight? And I think the – our um, I know game four is on, but I was like – Oh, no, was- it's – it's Vanderbilt in Tennessee. It's the Tennessee takeover or whatever it is. I just I just love that you're getting excited for a replay. That's what I love. Yeah. I mean, we just went back-to-back on Jack Lauder, so take some of that. Um, but, yeah, you had some – a lot of Tennessee players get drafted, and, uh, you know, a lot of these guys that I'm about to mention are probably not coming back. Um, you know, especially the first two days, I don't think any of those come back. Connor Pavoloni kind of mentioned it to me that um, he appreciates everything Tennessee has done for him. So if you're reading between the lines, yeah, see you later. Um, but yeah, happy, really happy for these guys. I mean, they, they've done a phenomenal job in their uh, time at Tennessee, and they've built a foundation that, you know, this uh, program can really stand on and, and build on for the future. So uh, Chad Dallas was the first ball taken. He went in the fourth round to the Toronto Blue Jays. Liam Spence went in the fifth round to the Cubs. His best friend roommate, Max Ferguson, went in the fifth round as well to the San Diego Padres. Connor Pavloni, I mentioned, seventh round to the Baltimore Orioles. And then Jake Rucker um, was drafted also in the seventh round to the Minnesota Twins. And then you had in day three, you had Jackson Leith go in the 12th round to the Texas Rangers. Um, He's from Texas, so that's kind of cool. And then you had uh, Sean Hunley go in the 19th round to the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, all those guys, I just have a hard time thinking any of those guys come back. I think the only two that you can maybe build a case for would be Sean Hunley and um, and Jackson Leith. But, you know, you look at what Sean Hunley did this season. You know, unless he comes back and wants to be a starter, I don't, I don't think you can really have a better season than he had this past year. And Jackson Leith, he's older. He's dealt with some injuries in his career. I just think, you know, he's probably to the point where he just wants to play professional baseball. Yeah. Um, so I'd be surprised if any of those two come back. 
Also, I'm somebody kind of argued with me a little bit today about Luke Lipsy is coming back. Um, not really arguing, just disagreeing. I, I just said he probably doesn't come back. His brother is in the minors already. Um, you know, this would be a sixth year in the program. I know John Fulkerson has done that with the baseball or the basketball team, but uh, I, I just think, you know, John Fulkerson, Tennessee guy, Luke Lipsy is from Virginia. I just have a hard time thinking. Um, he's also an older guy that's dealt with some injuries in his career, so it's probably, you know, thinking wise, hey, I, I need to go play professional baseball if I get an opportunity. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that, and it will be interesting to see if he comes back. Um, one of those guys that's kind of been a um, a steady presence for Tennessee. I, I, I mean, if he did, that would be fantastic. I think if you're talking about a guy who just kind of brings back consistency, that's Luke Lipsius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he had a good year this past year too. So, like, how much? better do you really increase your stock if you right. come back? Um, yeah. You know, you, it's just a lot of things you got to think about. And a lot of these, you know, it's a hard decision for a, a young kid to make. Um, and when you're talking about dollar signs and stuff like that, it's even more difficult. So um, Tennessee also had some some kids, some signees get drafted as well. You had Brady House go 11th um, overall to the Nationals. See ya. Um, thanks for signing that pen and yeah. paper. A bank but, account uh, probably looked good today. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for signing um, with Tennessee, but uh, good luck in the pros. Yeah. Um, then you had Ryan Spikes, who uh, you know that was kind of the the one people were kind of worried about. And then he gets to the third round, you're like, okay, you know, maybe he's coming to Tennessee. And then he gets drafted by in the third round, the hundredth overall pick by the Tampa Bay Rays. And, and the Rays have a really good farm system. I just have a hard time with the amount he got for his signing bonus in that slot. Um, you know, I think they're trying to buy him out of his um, commitment to Tennessee. So I'd be shocked if he actually shows up on campus. And then you had a uh, Juco infielder, Dayton Dooney, uh, picked in the sixth round by the Kansas City Royals. Uh, would probably be a um, in line to maybe start in second base or, or shortstop position next season. Um, but he gets drafted in the sixth round, so that that one's kind of up in the air. He's probably headed to uh, to the Royals, if I had to guess. Um, Missouri transfer and then Tennessee commit. Seth Halverson was picked in the uh, 19th round to the Phillies, and then Chase Burns, who it was a potential first-round pick, gets drafted second to last in the draft in the 20th round by the San Diego Padres. I mean, that was maybe just a, hey, you want to come – um, but, uh, you know, he, he's already uh, mentioned to Ben McKee that he's going to step on campus and, and play for Tennessee. So that's really big. I think Tennessee, you know, looking at their roster next season, um, you know, this season was kind of led by the, they, they had some good pitchers, but I think they're led more by their um, at the plate and, and the power that they had at the plate. Next season, it looks like it's going to be that pitching staff is going to be the, yeah. the catalyst of this team with um, Blade Tidwell, Seth Halverson. You got a another transfer from Georgia Southern who had eight strikeouts against Tennessee back in um, back in February when they played them. Pitched five and a two thirds innings, I think, with three hits. Um, only gave up one run. Um, like I mentioned, eight Ks, and that's Ch- Chase Dahlander. Um, GFM, that's that's gonna probably be in the, in line to maybe be a weekend starter, right? Um, so yeah, you you have a really good you have Kirby Connell coming back, um, Blade Tidwell obviously will be back, 
Um, so you have a lot of options on the mound for the Vols. And, uh, you know, maybe they get Redmond Walsh back. Um, they get Chase Burns, I mentioned. So, I mean, you have probably four or five guys that could, you know, Camden Sewell is another one that, you know, does he want to be a starter next year? Can he contend for a weekend starter? So you have four or five guys right there that, you know, probably are pretty good weekend starters for Tennessee. And uh, they're just going to have to figure it out. That's a good problem to have. That, I mean, definitely a good problem to have. You mentioned it. I mean, I, I don't know if Tennessee will necessarily – obviously you lose some of the guys that brought that power to the plate. But, I mean, as far as where their strength's going to be, I, I don't think they lose a lot with, with that in, 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 in that sense. And um, I did want to get your, your talks. You didn't respond to me the other night, so maybe you just wanted to see what, um, you know, what came of it. But Ryan Spikes did tweet the go Vols with the eyes. He did, and I, and I, I, I think that was kind of right before that that third round. And oh, was it? Yeah. So I mean, okay. I think he went in looking for a certain amount, and you know, when it went past that, he was like, "Yeah, I'm probably going to Tennessee." And then it's Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays, who when they draft, they draft that people are intending to sign, and uh, so it looks like yeah, he's going to get a pretty hefty check from the Rays to uh, get out of his commitment to Tennessee. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess that means that's a developing situation then, because I mean, yeah, it's not like the mom's completely made up. I'm not saying, obviously, like you just mentioned, if that check's big enough, you should go, because right. um, a lot of people, that's the biggest check you're going to see in your, um, you know, in your professional career. <laughs> so, uh, if that if that number's right, take it. But it'd be good to get him on campus. Yeah, it really would. He he did a phenomenal job at the um, draft combine, and you know that that's kind of. You know, he's already you know a really good player from you know the state of Georgia. He went to Parkview High School, which is the same high school that Cody Brown went, a former Tennessee commit, RP. Um, so yeah, he, he was a really good. Pick he didn't even get paid out of that commitment, <laughs> right? Yeah, or did he? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, that, that's one that you know maybe could maybe shows up on campus, but I would probably be shocked if he did. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see it as it, it develops. Because I think Burton. his his signing bonus was higher than anybody else that was drafted, besides Brady House. Gotcha. Interesting. That's interesting for where he fell to. So. Yeah. Hm. Yeah, it, it's all about that. The what they're willing to pay. Yeah. No, I mean definitely. Um, it's crazy. It's not like the 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 NFL draft where like where you are picked is kind of where that money falls. Um, the MLB draft, you know, they can pay more than a second round pick. Yeah, pretty wild. But, Interesting. Uh, Definitely uh, curious to see where it falls. Graham Morgan also asked, um, "What's the difference between a weekend starter and a midweek starter?" Um, there, I mean, the term doesn't really mean anything. Um, it's just those guys pitching on the weekend are your Consistent starting pitchers that are usually at the top of your lineup, like your top of your roster there. Um, yeah, and, and, and it's it's more. I mean, you're you're like in a series. It's going to be on a weekend, um, right? And it's also typically you're going to see the same guy Friday, same guy Saturday, same guy Sunday, pretty much all throughout the year. Obviously, you saw the Tennessee. It, it got mixed up a little bit later in the year when you had. Different games mean different things as far as elimination and advancing and stuff like that, but typically going to be pretty much the same throughout the week. And then your midweek starter, um, usually inconsistent. You're usually throwing guys out there 
maybe to get a feel, maybe to, to get some looks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's usually not going to be the same guy each Tuesday. Right. Yeah. Hey. So the, the term awesome, doesn't mean dude. the term doesn't mean anything. But yeah, but, but mo- it's, it's, most of your, your better pitchers are going to be your weekend starters. Right. It's funny how, like, when you now I've never really, I guess, seen it asked like that and like, you know, termed like that, but it is, definitely is like a very, very, very um, niche term to college baseball. Like, it means nothing else in any other level of baseball. Right. So it's interesting. Yep. I hadn't really uh, hadn't thought about it like that because it's always just been part of the vocabulary. But yeah, some surprises in the draft. I think Chase Burns was a, kind of a surprise. You thought he could maybe sneak in the first round. He didn't like where he was maybe going to get taken, so he decided to come to Tennessee. And, um, Tennessee guy, though, too. He is a Tennessee guy. Yeah, that may, does help. May have um, played into his decision prior to the draft. And I think having a guy like Frank Anderson, who, like, you can come here, you know, not even be on any MLB radar like Garrett Crochet and become a first-round pick. Um, come here like Blade Tidwell had the same kind of opportunity that Chase Burns had would be like a borderline guy get drafted and decided to to not take that route and, and come to college under Frank Anderson. Yeah, and, and that too, like how – I mean, Blade. you saw – speaking of Blade Tidwell, you saw his velocity increase this year on campus. Uh, Garrett Crochet, who came in throwing – 80. Low, I was about to say low 90s, and, and, you know, before he left here, dude was throwing gas. Uh, yep. I mean, that's got to be attractive to young pitchers. Do you know like what, what is Chase Burns throwing at right now? Um, he can hit triple digits. Um, okay. so, so he's consistent about 90, 94, 96 um, is probably where he's pretty consistent at with his fastball. But, yeah, he's hitting triple digits at, at times. So just like, I mean, pretty much identical to Blake Tidwell, right-handed pitcher, um, kind of a bigger kid. I think he's 6'2", something like that, um, you know, from that middle Tennessee area. Same as Blade Tidwell. So, yeah, I think he's going to come in and probably have that same impact that Blade Tidwell did last season for Tennessee. And, and you saw the that, – I mean, that's a, that's a lot of um, – And you'll take that. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I mean, Blade Tidwell was your, your Sunday starter throughout the year, going back to that weekend starter. And um, he came in to kind of finish off some – you know, finish off the, the LSU and uh, on Sunday in Super Regionals and um, saw him come in on Saturday against uh, – um, no, no. Who pitched Saturday against Liberty? It was um. Oh Heflin? my gosh! Yeah, it was Heflin on Saturday, wasn't it? Which is a little bit different. You couldn't, have, you didn't, you didn't advance winning that game, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, he. I think he pitched. He pitched in the he Super pitched the Sunday LSU. Yeah, but he. Well, I was saying, I you know talking about moving him around. Blade did come in on that second day against LSU, and I was thinking he also did in the regional, but that wasn't true because it wasn't an advanced game. You see, I mean, you had to win it, but it, or you didn't have to win it, but it wasn't win and be done kind of deal. Right. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, phenomenal starter for Tennessee. Uh, I think he's going to get even better um, next season. I think with his age, he becomes draft eligible after next season. So you maybe only get Blake Tidwell for one more year, but uh, we're going to take full advantage of it next year for the, that one year. I didn't know it was based on age. That's weird. Yeah, I think it falls like a certain birthday. I think that's with every draft. I maybe. I just I, just, I, I always think, thought. I think basketball. his is kind of, like his is an anomaly. It doesn't happen very often. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Interesting. But yeah. 
And uh, one that kind of shocked me a little bit was Jake Rucker. Um, not really where he went, but like, I mean, when you look at what he's done, I mean, we had Ross Kivett tell us like, hey, this kid's been batting in the three hole for an SEC program since he was a freshman. Um, and for him to bat over 300 in, in the SEC for three straight years, I mean, I just think that's wild that he hasn't. He was he was the kind of the last player drafted um, in that day two for Tennessee. Um, that, that was kind of interesting to me. I'm like, dude, this – there's a lot of people picked before him that he outplayed in his three-year career at Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, the MLB draft's weird to me for that, you know, because you think – yeah, I mean, you number one, you see – young guys who haven't necessarily – yeah, I mean, they, you know, play good high school ball and showed out good, you know, travel. But if you've got a guy about 300 in the SEC going against guys like Graham Morgan actually just mentioned, Jack Leiter, um, I mean, you think you maybe buy into that, have already been there kind of mentality, but mm-hmm. you don't all the time. So Yeah. Um, and then what about Chad Dallas? I mean, you, we talked about Frank Anderson and, and stuff like that. I mean, he's a guy that's developed in his two years at Tennessee and, and just done a phenomenal job and really shot up some draft boards later on just because he can throw strikes, he can um, go after hitters, and he's done it in the highest level of college baseball you can do it. So, Yeah, and, and like, it's funny. I mean, he's going to – first off, I don't think Chad Dallas is done getting better. Um seems like there's still like a lot of like untapped stuff there. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see like how he develops now that he's in the pros. And um, I mean, a guy like Gary Crochet who never even pitched in the minor leagues, not that I, I think that's Dallas, uh, Chad Dallas's route, but um, I'm, you talked about what Frank Anderson can do. I mean, they bring a ton of experience, these pitchers yeah. coming out of Tennessee. So I, I wonder if that played into, into Chase, uh, Chase Burns decision. I also got to think Frank Anderson and Tony Botello, if you're a pitcher, like, why would you not want to come here and develop? Number one, you have the you have the um, resume that Frank Anderson has, but then also the way they the way these pitchers play, like you get to pretty much go out there and who gives a shit if you make a mistake? Go attack the plate and go attack the strike zone, and you know let's play. Like you know, if these guys are going to get the if these guys are going to get on base, they're going to have to get the ball into play. And I, I got to think that's attractive when you're developing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's become more prominent that kids are just, you know, if they're not getting that top money like a Brady House or Ryan Spikes, that they're going to college because it's – I think Chris Burke has done a, a really good job of kind of advocating for guys to go to college just because – I mean, he did go to college, so I guess he's a little biased. But, uh, but like, to develop in a, you know, a place where you can be focused on um, – mm-hmm. If you go into an organization, you know, who knows if they can really focus on one player because there's tons of players in that organization. Yeah, easy to um, get lost. Yep, get lost in the shuffle. Also, um, if you're going to travel on a bus a couple days a week, why, won't, why don't you want to come home to a college campus? Oh, yeah, and with college baseball improving kind of every day in popularity, it's got to be a, a more reason to attend college than um, – you know, if, if it was never on TV, no one cared about it, yeah, I mean – I guess that, that's a reason to go pro. Um, but no one cares about your single A game on Tuesday, not either. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, for, for Tequila Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, for that. And, and you mentioned, I mean, even that organization, sometimes they don't even care about that single A game on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. 
Uh, real quick before we move on, I know we're going to talk about the roster outlook, which we've kind of covered it, especially the pitchers. Um, Graham Morgan said, how much do you think Lighter's bloodline went into his top three pick? That dude's a stud, so I'm not going to bash. His, yeah, he, uh, he was one of the I'm best not, pitchers in college baseball. So. I was pretty excited to, to get a couple off him uh, as a Tennessee fan. And, um, uh, yeah, maybe some maybe some professional uh, hookup privileges there, but he's definitely uh, earned it too. He also had like 11 strikeouts against us. So, I mean, we got <laughs> ours, but, yeah, he still had a pretty <laughs> decent game. <laughs> Love it. So, which game are you watching? It's it's lighter, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's games on? Okay. Saturday game. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Um, anything else for roster outlook? I know we kind of covered it as we flipped through that MLB. Well, I'm, I mentioned that Tennessee is kind of, you know, probably going to look more to their pitchers next season for uh, for that catalyst, maybe lean on um, down the stretch. But you also have two of your top two RBI guys coming back and, and Jordan Beck and Drew Gilbert, um, two guys that I think were – first and third in home runs on the team as well. So you have a lot of that, like, like you mentioned, you have some of that power coming back. I think Kyle Booker is another guy who's going to be in that lineup somewhere. Um, you get some some guys back that weren't drafted and Seth Stevenson. Um, you're going to get Logan Chambers, who is another Juco signee. Um, you know, some of those guys, they can play in the middle infield. They can play third base. Um, well, after you know, everyone. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a really good um, competition for the middle infield positions because you have a lot. Like, you have some guys that have kind of waited their turn at Tennessee. You have Logan Steenstra, Cortland Lawson, Drella Ortega. Um, and then you add um, Seth Stevenson, who's, you know, a really good prospect. You have Logan Chambers, who, uh, you know, I maybe plays third base. Maybe he's a DH. But um, – you know, you have some guys that are coming in right away and expect to, to be an immediate impact guy. And, uh, you know, they've played – it's not like they're coming in as a true freshman. They're coming in from the JUCO ranks. So they expect to come in and, and play for Tennessee right away. And so it's going to be – I guess it's a good problem to have where you have guys that, oh, yeah. you know, are competing for that job because they have really big shoes to fill with Liam Spence and Max Ferguson gone. Yeah, definitely. Um, I And, I mean, there you, you saw a lot of uh, – I mean, especially at the plate, you saw a lot of good um, good stuff from young guys. So, I'm, like you mentioned, um, bullpen should probably be better next year. Obviously, you lose some key guys. Um, but I'm pretty excited what they bring back to the, the lineup, too. So, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do at the catcher position with Connor Pavoloni, yeah. Pete Durke, and Jackson Greer all gone. Um, you know, I've heard Colton Kessler's name from Kentucky quite a bit. And, uh, you know, maybe that's, you know, that that's where I would turn to if, if I were Tennessee. If you don't really have a for sure option at the catcher position, I, I think you can get a pretty solid pickup with Colton Kessler. Um, also, first base is going to be interesting. Do they move Logan Steenstra? Um, could they move uh, Trey Lipscomb over there? Could one of the new guys come in and play that position? Um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, what they do at that position too, because uh, that's kind of one that's maybe you don't have a ton of option. Ethan Payne has kind of been Luke Lipsius' backup, but uh, with Luke Lipsius playing for, you know, this would have been his six or five years in the program. Um, you haven't really had to have a reliable option behind him. Right, right. Definitely, uh, definitely going to be a kind of test for Tony Botello and, and his staff, kind of. Getting on some unknowns. 
Not necessarily yeah. that that'll be incredibly difficult, but it's it's unknown at this point. So questions yeah, are asked. Yeah, to be you know being one of those top teams in the country means you're going to have to reload um, yeah. every couple of years, and this is you, you lose a lot of your infield. You pretty much that whole infield on Friday night is gone. Um, yes. Chad Dallas, Connor Pavoloni, you know your entire infield behind those two, and uh, you know you're going to have to replace all those guys. But you still have potential in the outfield. Kyle Booker, like I mentioned, Evan Russell has the potential to come back. Who knows what he ends up doing? Uh, but hopefully, some of those guys get some opportunities, and um, you know, get make a decision. And you know, if it's if they're not coming back, at least give them the opportunity to go play professional baseball. Right, right. All right, let's uh, let's flip the script. Go to some football. Is Tennessee. Dylan in here? Dylan's in he's here. Back. Okay, Dylan's in he, here. I don't. He don't want to add anything. I, was I know. Like, I know he was. Uh, yeah, let's bring. I think he's coming on here. Um, there he is. The mic working. You're yeah. working. You're on. Okay, gotcha. I think I got it fixed there. Yeah, no, I was just uh, the Chase Burns is the one that really surprised me because I, I know I saw. I don't remember which outlet it was, which reporter it was. But I think I saw Chase Burns ranked as high as like 47 on some people's board, which I was looking while y'all were talking about that. I was looking at all the uh, what the each draft slot is worth or what it's estimated to be worth. If he went 47, that's a $1.5 million. So I mean, that's that's a steep amount of money for a kid to just say, hey, you know, Thanks, but no thanks to every team. You still had was it San Diego twentieth round? I mean twentieth round. You're you're not. It's kind of wasting yeah. a pick there. But I mean one point five million dollars, and then you had spikes too. I mean that's. I think he was the one hundredth pick to the Rays. That's five hundred eighty one thousand. So, mm-hmm. I mean I, I don't know that it's guaranteed that he's gone, but it's it's just kind of crazy that. You see him, and it's kind of maybe more leaning towards he's going to sign, and a kid like Chase Burns that floating around the top fifty potentially, he's he's turning down a million and a half dollars there. So that was just it's kind of weird to me, but we'll we'll take anybody we can get. Absolutely, yeah. I think he's the number seventeenth overall high school prospect in the country. Um, I looked at his stat line for the regional semifinals. He pitched seven innings and had. 16 strikeouts in seven innings. That's, I think, I mean, that's he, not even fair. God. I think he pitched 56 innings this year and had 12 hits from what I saw. So he's averaging four and a half innings, four and a half innings without giving up a hit. I mean, school. how demoralizing is that for an opposing yeah. team just being like, I, I mean, only one of us is going to get a hit today. So yeah. good luck. You're playing seven innings. I mean, you pick one guy a game that gets hey. to swing the bat and possibly put it in play <laughs> and he's and he's out of beach high school so it's like he's playing some of the top yeah teams in tennessee this isn't this isn't a 1a ball where who knows who you're playing night right. in night out he's you know, built like been... junior year jalen hurd too not kind of like that too <laughs> yeah he's a he's a big boy that's awesome that's nuts 50 but yeah the jake the jake rucker pick like like you were saying landon that's the one that surprised me i mean i the seventh round just seemed, yeah, like pretty much what you said. I mean, it seemed low for a guy that came in, started as a freshman, and I mean, it, it seems like he was the three hundred hitter throughout the whole time he was here. So I, I think the Twins got a steal there. Personally, I think the Rays got a steal. I mean, I, I, in my opinion, Sean Hundley dropped that far just because 
everybody's obsessed with guys that can throw 99 with a wipeout slider nowadays. That's that's not Sean Hundley. You know, he's going to float low 90s, but I, I think they got a steal there too. In the 19th round, I mean, I, I Hundley to me, seeing where some of these other guys, I mean, you had Jackson Lee, who, yeah, we know we've seen what he can be, but he's never really had a full chance to show us yeah. to went 12th round. I mean, that's that was kind of wild to me too. Yeah, and, and having um, God, uh, Sean Hunley, I mean, we were talking about how like, crazy it is. It's some, like Tennessee was top five in the country pretty much the whole year, and, you know, their, the first ball taken is in the fourth round. I mean, you had Kevin Cobbs, who was, pro- who was the best player in college baseball, go in the third round. I think he went 99th overall um, yeah. right before Ryan Spike. So, I mean, it's just insane how the – it works, and I guess you know scouts know more than we do, but it's just kind of insane that that's how uh, it ended up. I've seen Moneyball. That's true. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Uh, Jonah Hill knows a lot. I will be the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Chris Burke mentioned. Uh, I think it was Chris Burke mentioned. He thinks Sean Hunley is a steal of the draft. Uh, he thinks where they got him, like that's probably going to be high value for that. So right. there you go. I mean, but me personally, not seventeenth round and after. You know, I'm looking for guys that uh, honestly, I would picture kind of a Jackson Leaf that's been injured for a while, never really got to show mm-hmm. much in college, try to get a steal there. I mean, a guy that's, like you said, had his had one of the better seasons by a reliever last year, falling that far was that's insane. Yeah, I think some of those are kind of like they use it like that because they have kind of all the leverage. Like, sure. hey, we don't have to pay you this amount because we haven't really seen it from you, but here you go. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you heard your name called. Congrats. Love it. I didn't hear my name called this year. It's pretty disappointing. Breaks a <laughs> 10 year streak of actually last year broke it when they had five rounds last year. Yeah. Five rounds. So. Didn't hear it. Didn't hear it. Not in the top five. No, not a chance. I knew you were waiting by the Whatever. phone. I was, I was, I was going to give you a yeah. call and just let's see if you'd pick up. Too. <laughs> who, who was it that ignored the phone call? What, what uh, prospect was that? I saw it earlier today. Somebody from the Orioles, I think. I can't remember. Yeah, now. that's right. Yeah, was it not- <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I'm not answering. A f- nowadays, I don't answer phone calls that aren't saved into my phone, let alone random area code. So I get that. I, I do I- like kind of we're, we're seeing guys get drafted by the same team. Like you have um, Pavlone go to the Orioles where um, Garrett Stallings is at. And then you had Jake Rucker go to the Twins where Al Solari's at. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Pretty good selling point for your program that, hey, like we have guys all over the, the MLB. Or I guess minors, whatever. They're in the organization. Yeah, they're, they're, they're there. Don't worry they're, about it. They're somewhere. Some small town. They're, they're somewhere in there. Don't worry about it. There's not as many – there's not even as many because they restructured it. Like there's like no single-A teams right now. It's just double-A and triple-A in the minors. Oh, oh, really? I think they have like rookie teams, but, you know, those are just – summer ball I don't, it's structured so weird like i don't think the rook i don't think technically the rookie teams or like the single a teams are affiliated any longer with major league teams like i think those affiliations no longer exist you know i was telling you about so how do you get called up i mean I, again i don't know how the structure works but you know oh, like okay. the johnson city doughboys they used to be associated when they were the johnson city cardinals with the cardinals and now they've restructured and they just it the appy league is now a rookie rookie summer league so, oh, apparently they're still low A and high A. So, I, but I mean, I just know they restructured like a ton of the minor leagues. And so like, there's no, there's not as many 
there's not as many affiliates. That's definitely true, Credence. There's not as many affiliates. I know that. Because that was like a big concern last year is all these teams are losing funding. Yeah, I don't know how it how the minors really work. I just know that it, it's not the majors. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to work your way up kind of like in everything. So, Right. Hey, I, ma- I, majors, minors, Chase Burns is turning down a – $1.5 million to come to Tennessee. Yeah, I love Tennessee, right. but if you, you laid that out in front of me. Uh, maybe he's getting an NIL deal with Pilot or something. That's, Who knows? That's, what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe he's got something lined up already. There you go. I mean, I think that is kind of a selling point to maybe keep guys maybe a, a recruiting pitch, I guess. But, yeah, $1.5 million, no baseball players can make $1.5 right. million. There's no way. Right. Unless so you're I, maybe a Jack Lotter who's some Vanderbilt Vandy Whistler or somebody is just throwing some money at some kid. Right. I'd be I'd be shocked if the Vandy Whistler had more than twelve dollars in his bank account. <laughs> He's got to as much as he travels to <laughs> that's, that's true. He just sneaks on the bus. He does something. Probably I don't know. He's probably like some underground drug ring or something. That's what I would do if I was that weird. Yeah. It's the perfect, perfect disguise. You're whistling. I mean, how? Yeah. And yeah, it's like you're whistling to a bunch of college kids. Kind of weird, dude. I mean. Okay. What was the the first thing you thought, just the first thought popped in his head that was like, yeah, that's a good idea that I'm going to make that my thing now. I don't know. Uh, Like, it's unbearable to watch on TV. Like, you can't watch any Vanderbilt game. You're just like, okay, well, I got to mute this. Well, have you seen that guy? I mean, that's true. I don't don't think he's full of good ideas. Yeah, he he doesn't look like somebody who regrets anything. So, okay. So, I mean, I'll read all this later, maybe next episode, if I can remember, we'll talk about it. But as far as like how it restructured, so approximately 40 teams lost their MLB affiliations and a bunch of like, for example, there was a AAA team. Uh, demoted to low A, so like there's a like they restructure. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like restructure killed a lot of teams and some leagues. And um, I, I mean, I just knew there was some. Like I knew they dropped a bunch of affiliations. I just didn't know how it was structured. So I don't know what they was previously at, but now teams are only allowed eleven um, minor league affiliates, rather than whatever it was before. I, I don't know. Nice. Yeah. So whatever. Hey, before y'all go to football, too, congrats on 10K. I wasn't here last episode. Oh, thank you, sir. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, brother. Could have done it without you. Uh, yeah, you're part of this, too. Uh, no. Even no, when you don't want to be lumped in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to be, I'm, I apologize for that statement. I was, no, I was going to jump in at the beginning of baseball, and as soon as y'all started – my mic was fine. As soon as y'all started talking about that, it's it's I saw the little green bars go down to yellow. I was like, I might want to give this to someone. I'm out. So, yeah. <laughs> Love that. That's great. Um, well, let's jump to football real quick because, I mean, I don't know. I know we don't have a ton, but Tennessee did get another big, big commitment. Uh, Josh Heupel maybe starting to get some names in the class, maybe helps bring some other guys in because, I mean, especially for teams that aren't necessarily winning, a big part of getting those good recruiting classes early are getting players that can bring other players on or bring interest of other players on. Yeah, and that's uh, four-star Cam Miller. He's um... – 6'1", 195 pounds from the city of Memphis. Memphis. Um, Memphis. And uh, Jerry Mack and Cody Burns were his lead recruiters. And, uh, you know, I think this is a big give because, like, yeah, like you mentioned, he's in state. Um, that's huge. He's in the city of Memphis. That's huge. 
Um, but he also plays seven on seven with a bunch of guys that Tennessee's in on, like Isaiah Horton, Jordan James, who's currently committed to Georgia. But, uh, you know, with their running back pool, you know, who knows how that one ends up. Um, and a ton of other guys. I think Ty Simpson's also there. I'm not saying we're getting top Simpson. I'm just <laughs> saying he's on that, you know, a high profile seven on seven team. I think it's the Tennessee Select. Um, gotcha. Yeah, he's at Memphis Academy of Health and Sciences. I think his dad is a coach there as well. Um, so I, I think he, the a kid's got the work ethic. He's not the the burner like a Squirrel White, um, Jalen Hyatt, people like that. But he brings something else, more physical. Um, you know, good route runner. You know, and, and that's something I think he mentioned in an interview that he wanted to work on his speed um, and get faster. But a guy that can really catch the football. Um, and is a really good prospect out of the city of Memphis, and hopefully he can bring some other recruits um, to Tennessee. But, yeah, I think this is a big get. I think it's Tennessee's second-highest-rated recruit um, in this class so far. So uh, I think it's a really big get for Josh Heupel and the staff. Yeah, agreed. And, and, I mean, obviously, you know, we talked about it even, you know, talking last week when you talk about the lower stars. Like, obviously, you can't look at all the – you, you can't just look at that, but when you're talking about recruiting rankings and talking about attracting the attention of people um, that you also want to go out and get, having that four star there is big. Yeah, and he's got a ton of um, ton of offers. You know, I think that's really big with what Tennessee's doing. Is you're kind of looking at the, the offer list to see how you know where they fare with with other schools. You know, he's got an offer from Alabama, Florida, Auburn, Florida State. Michigan, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. I mean, it sounds good to me. Yeah, no, for and sure. And, and that, that four-star definitely helps. Um, you know, five commits in, I think, 12 days. I think that's pretty big for for this staff, can, considering where uh, where Jeremy Pruitt kind of left this program in regards to recruiting. Um, so, yeah, I think this is some. you know, maybe we're getting a little bit of traction in recruiting i know addison nichols was on instagram live with harrison bailey and bayless jones doing a little i don't know i don't know what you call that yeah a little tour um of their dorm room and in regards to where it is to the stadium yeah it's kind of whatever whatever works if it works (laughs) it works i agree i mean he released his top three today and tennessee was in that along with um north carolina and ohio state um so i think that's you know, hopefully we got some traction with him. I think we also got a crystal ball for uh, Addison Nichols today. He's, top, I think he's around a uh, top 100 player, so that would be huge. And he's a big offensive lineman too. So yeah, double huge, double, love it. Yeah, no, I, I, I also think uh, maybe it's because Addison Ray, but now I just it, Addison Nichols sounds like a TikTok star name. So is it just me or? Yeah, you've been watching too much Addison Ray videos on TikTok, I guess. I actually didn't know who Addison Ray was until this weekend, so I'm incredibly proud of that. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Until the Conor McGregor fight, I, like people were like complaining about it, and I was like, "Who's Addison Ray?" Yeah. I've been able to avoid those like cringy dance type. I I, I did kind of like find it funny. People were mad that like she got that job, but like most of her like haters say get a job. <laughs> when she's like doing TikTok dances, so yeah, that's kind wow. of. Fun. I don't watch them wow, either, but apparently point. that that was. Know. It sounds like you read the comments though, so that's a good. I point did, I, no, not of the videos, but I did read the post on Twitter because I thought it was interesting. So, <laughs> I, I went into a rabbit hole and came out with 
you know, you know, maybe she's kind of right. Yeah, maybe so. You wanted me to get a job, and now you're mad that I got a job. So, <laughs> I love it. I've just been reading about minor league. Now I'm gonna like I'm gonna read about minor league baseball all night long, and I'm just Golly. gonna yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, I'm sure. So, <laughs> I also I'm like so confused about what the Appy League used to be before 2021. Like I'm very confused. So, uh, well, I know it wasn't what it is now. Smokies too. Didn't we used to be like a Blue Jay affiliate? Yeah, that that's been a long time ago. They've been a Smokies affiliate or a Cubs affiliate for quite some time. I don't know the exact. Okay. You know, time, I mean, I I would assume as long as they've been the Smokies, they've been. Gotcha. Okay. I was just curious. I, I think I remember when they were another team. At some I don't know. Point, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't maybe. Know. I sound better. Than, I mean, maybe I not. Know. Maybe I'm just lying to you. Who knows? I mean, they've been a Smokies affiliate for for quite some time. I just don't yeah, know the maybe exact I'm just lying date. To you. Um, let's, I mean, I'm just going to pull it up real quick. They were a, since 2007. Okay. So yeah, that's not out of the realm of possibility where I remember they're another team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say Toronto Blue Jays, Cardinals, and then Diamondbacks. And before that, several others as well. I don't know why I remember that. That's the dumbest thing to remember. I can't remember half the stuff I need to remember, but I remember... Especially the, the Smokies were a Diamondbacks affiliate. Where I want to know, were they the Smokies? When they, I mean, I guess they were because the Smokies. It's just, I mean, maybe it's convenient that the Smokies are a bear. They use the bear mascot. Were they a bear mascot when they were with the Diamondbacks, or is that? I don't know. Now I have now I have a lot of questions. I have more questions than I have answers now. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't really remember. Like, yeah, maybe they're just called the Smokies, and that was their. Logo just the, 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 the mountains might have been their logo. Yeah, I don't know. or maybe it's the TriStar. I don't know. I I don't know. I just I think I mean the Diamondbacks logo also looks like it could be mountains. So I don't know. I'm just playing on that. There you go. Just playing on that. All right. Uh, anything else for for football? I know we just really want. Well, I guess we got roster changes. Excuse me. I was say, I know yeah, I was just going to go through the roster and kind of mention the changes as we go through it. I don't know yeah. if that works for you. If That's you want to stop any of it, um, we can. I thought it was interesting. Grant Furking. Furk. Am I no clue. Fur. Furking. I'm going to say it like that. That's you, how should, I, that's, you shouldn't say it slow like that. But yeah, I'm with you. Grant Furking. There you go. I don't know if that's better either, but there you go. <laughs> Furking. Is it Furking or is the I R don't solid? think you're saying it different, and it's really, really close to another word. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop saying <laughs> um, But he's he's number zero. I think that's cool. He, you know, he's been on the, the forefront of this NIA stuff for this team and uh, teammate of the year. Yeah. So, or teammate of the century, I guess. I mean, he's making these guys money. I don't. I never had a teammate make me any money. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's cool. Giving him the the number number zero. You have uh, Jabari Small went from number twenty to number two. Javante Payton, the grad transfer from Mississippi State, will wear number three. Danico Slaughter goes from eighteen to three, and then um, let's see. Byron Young is will wear number six. Joe Milton. The third. The Where third. number seven? What do you think? Like it, love it, hate it? I mean, you got to love it, right? I don't know. I mean, I, why would I hate it? I don't know. I'm just oh, – okay. <laughs> I didn't know if there's a reason for me to hate it. I just like Casey Clawson vibes. I'm not – like he doesn't remind me anything of Casey Clawson, but 
wearing number seven. You know, maybe does he a little have a little bit of ice in his veins? Does the jersey come with a little bit of ice? You're gonna need a lot of ice this year, so maybe, hopefully. <laughs> He's also if quarterback doesn't work out, this man is six five two forty four. Right. Yeah, that's that's Holy a good point. Crap. He's a big dude. I mean, I don't know how big Tim Tebow was when he was a quarterback, but holy. He Evan wasn't Russell. That big. He wasn't that big. Bomb. Number two. Happening live. <laughs> okay, so I finally I finally figured it out, though, what the Appy League is, by the way. Oh, um, my God. Here we go. <laughs> it, it, it used to be a rookie league. Credence, this is your fault. This is your fault. It used <laughs> to be a rookie league affiliated with – with major league baseball. Now it is a collegiate summer baseball league and that's what it is. So oh, nice. it is now college baseball players playing in their off season. Okay. So, you know, some, so some players get to go like, you know, to the coast and, and play in, the, in that coastal league. Some get to go to Johnson city. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, okay. That's it. I figured it out. I mean, I'm still going to read a lot tonight, so I can't wait to get on get on Wikipedia. Um, uh, yeah. So Joe Milton, uh, quarterback slash D end um, slash D end, <laughs> and then you have Juwan Mitchell, wear number ten. Latrell Bumpus um, went from eighty eight to number eleven. Tamarian McDonald went from number twenty one to number twelve. Kamal Haddon. Um, the Auburn transfer will wear number 13. Christian Charles will wear number 14. Uh, Apache Mohan or William Mohan will wear number 18. Um, Amari Thomas went from 58 to 21. That's interesting to me. I know D linemen get lower numbers, but like, could we see him in, in like a, uh, I know he's super athletic, play basketball. We see him in some offensive sets. All right. Let's find out. Let's get creative. Let's get wild. Yeah, yeah. Let's put him at fullback and and let him blog for Jabari Small. A little Briarcrest reunion in the backfield. Be there dope. You go. I like it. Put on for the nine hundred one baby. Um, and then you have Heisman candidate um, number twenty two, Jack Jancic, um, six five two fifteen. He's a big kid. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Heisman candidate right there. Um, Morvin Joseph went from number 19 to number 25. Aaron Beasley is back, baby. Um, that's not breaking news. Um, that <laughs> didn't happen, but he's on the official roster, so that's good to see. Um, number 28 will be Deshaun Rucker. Um, had some more, had some more, had some more. Uh, Chase McGrath will wear number 40. Um, God, Elijah Simmons, six two three fifty. He's a he's a monster. He's an absolute monster. Uh, you have um, Jeremiah Crawford, the uh, JUCO signee or JUCO player, um, wear number fifty three, and Anderson Kobe wear number eighty two. Then you have some some. Whole list of freshman tight ends. You have number 84, Trinity Bell, who is listed as a tight end on this roster. And then you have number 85, Julian Nixon, also listed as a tight end. Miles Campbell, where number 86. Um, Amari McNeil came in as an O-line slash D-line. He's listed as a defensive lineman, wearing number 93. Dejon Terry, wearing number 95. Caleb Tremblade, number 97. 
Um, Dejon Terry is 6'4", 325. He's a big dude, too. I know he's – jeez. I know he's yeah. that big. Yeah. 325, then, uh, is that what you said? Yeah, 325. He, oh he ain't a Simmons big, but he also no, got three inches on Elijah Simmons. No, that's a lot of weight to carry around. Yeah. Um, and then Brandon Turnage is listed on the roster, but a number is not given. So, um, I don't know where he, where his number ends up. Maybe they're waiting for somebody else to transfer. No, I don't know. No. <laughs> um, but he could also be number 19. Walker, Walker Merrill is the – only guy supporting number 19, so he could be on that defensive side at 19. I know a lot of it goes into um, – Special teams matters, yeah. Special teams, how yeah. You're gonna, how you're on the field then, yep. Yeah, you could also put him at zero if you want to put him there you go. zero too. So, yeah, I'm sure he'll get a number soon. Maybe it's it's kind of like the – what did Butch Jones do, the black stripe? He finally gets a number. He gets an actual jersey. Speaking of that, what's up with all the black stripes on like the the caps? Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. You know, talking about like the I don't know, like they're rug, they look like rugby caps. Yeah, yeah. Not, you know, like they were like during seven on seven stuff like that. Yeah, too. well, these go not no, those are rugby caps. These go like over the helmet. Right, but they're I mean they're the padded. Things, yeah, they look they similar. Are. They look similar. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, they're the ugliest thing I've ever seen. In my life. They have black stripes on them. I hate them so much. I, I, don't, I don't know why. Them. I hate to look at them in seven on seven. I hate, I understand there's probably some concussion protocol or whatever, some kind of signs to them, but no, they, they, look they, look in, they look incredibly stupid in seven on seven. Yeah. Just, just wear a helmet if you're going to, well, I guess seven on seven is different. I don't know. Just don't wear a helmet. Why do you need to wear a helmet? You're playing touch. But like, like when we played seven on seven in high school, we wore helmets. I think that was though, because we were playing like in high school, you were transitioning. That was part of your like, Transitioning into like, pads. Getting, yeah, I think that's why we did it. That's why I stopped and said, "Don't wear." It. I, I'm pretty sure that's not, like the only reason we wore. Them. Oh, I did miss one. Cayman Marley will wear number 42, and he's listed as a defensive back. So, a little interesting one. They didn't know exactly where he was going to end up in terms of position, but it uh, looks like he's going to start off at defensive back wearing number 42. I was about to say, it sounds like they may not know with his number. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds like there's still some questions out there to be answered. He, he sounds like a tweener to me. If he wasn't before, he definitely is with number 42. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I said um, tweener with a T. Also, <laughs> is <laughs> what, what what would you have might have said? Wiener. <laughs> okay, I didn't think I didn't hear that at all. Maybe some other people did. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I did hear stoop, like it's not. It's actually a really funny term, <laughs> and I don't know if this is new, but I've recently heard it. Wienering is that a? <laughs> I mean, it, is that a verb? Yeah. Okay. Used in a sentence. <laughs> Um, I think it was used as gave her a good wienering. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> whoo, did he <laughs> did not expect that? Okay, I thought it was like supposed to sound like that, but not it wasn't. I, I didn't think it was going to be that, so I'm sorry for yeah. asking that, guys. I, I, I will issue <laughs> you asked, I wasn't going to say it, that but. was my fault. I just, I was, I thought it was gonna be one of those like sounds like this, but it's actually this, so that, that's my fault. I <laughs> underestimated you. So maybe next time I'll estimate you. I don't know, we'll see. Stay off TikTok, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you heard that on TikTok. Great. Yeah. Addison Ray out here just bloody in the minds of the youth, of America's youth. God. With her three months of journalism school. <laughs> was it three months? I thought it was like three weeks. I thought Do you she think she even months. attended a class in college? 
Mm, not a chance. I feel like it was like a like a college prep. She's known course she in high school. Like she she's one of those girls. Right? <laughs> like that tweet probably. came off like that. Yeah, probably. So, probably. Oh, love I love it. that a lot of people listen and have no clue what we're talking about. No, that's know, fine. Just, I mean, you can look it up. I don't think you'll be mad if you look it up, <laughs> but you, you don't have to either. So, um, okay, well, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, let's let's talk some more football, but kind of on a much sadder note and more frustrating note. Landon uh, sent out the tweet. I'm gonna try to pull the exact. Do you know the exact how you worded it? Do I need to find it? Um. I've got it here if, if you're ready. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, he said, which which coach was worse for the football program? Reply with your reasoning, then listed Butch Jones, Lane Kiffin, Jeremy Pruitt, Derek Dooley. Lane Kiffin was somehow least voted. So, obviously, not everyone responded that voted in it. Um, Lane Kiffin was least, Butch Jones second, Jeremy Pruitt third, and then Derek Dooley voted the um, worst football coach in the last – I mean, i got to say Tennessee's history – um, but just the last, it, the last I four. I did word it kind of interesting, though. Worst yeah. for the program. You you did, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I think most would associate that with worst, at least yeah. judging by how it was voted upon. Right. I mean, I mean if you're going off worst coach, I think you have to go duly, right? I, I think so. And I think that's kind of how, even though you did word it, I think you worded it interesting to get the replies we did, and we'll go through some of those. I thought it was very interesting that, yeah, Dooley's probably the worst coach, but – a lot of people, I mean, brought up a good point. Like Lane Kiffin's the one who started all this. And yeah. and I don't just mean leaving in the middle of the night. He also, you know, he threw Tennessee in the limelight for maybe some not great things. He got some recruiting violations, picked, racked those up in the short time he was on campus, um, and then left, you know, like a thief in the night and really left Tennessee hanging. And, I mean, if you're – I don't know where Tennessee football is at if Lane Kiffin stays for three, five – however many years, but I'm pretty confident if he stays for more than that year, Tennessee's not here. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely the best coach in that. Yeah, Um, I think he's the best football coach in that. Yeah. Um, You know, I think his offense is kind of speaking for itself. And then Tennessee was a pretty good football team that year. Decent, yeah. I guess. Yeah, um, they were. It was a very talented team too. Like, I mean, a lot of people. Because I mean, some people are. Philip Former should have retired earlier, or left earlier. Well, whatever. Blah blah blah. Um, I mean, that team went to the SEC championship the year uh, in two thousand six, the year before he retired. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think you got to go with probably worse for the program. Yeah, it's got to be Lane Kiffin. Well. I, I just thought that was an interesting point for now, but I think it could change when, when all this comes out about Jeremy Pruitt, it it might change your mind. It it potentially could change. Um, But I I still think personally, I still do think it's Derek Dooley. Maybe not all Derek Dooley's fault because he never should have gotten the job in the first place. Correct. Um, But I do think he's not only the worst coach. I also think he left the program in the worst shape. He alienated a lot of very, very important people. Um, you know, and not to necessarily his fault. The athletic department was not in great shape during that era. Um, that was, you know, still on the back end of Mike Hamilton. Um, you had the Bruce Pearl stuff about to happen. Um, you had, I mean, if we're looking at the baseball program, um, you hired Todd Raleigh during just before that. What year would that have been? Todd Raleigh? Yeah. Uh, 
2007? It was uh, 2008. And then he was, his last year was in 2011. So right in the middle of all that, you had the, the Todd Raleigh stuff. Um, so, I mean, just not a great era for, I mean, the Tennessee Athletic Department. So, I mean, not again, not necessarily Derek Dooley's fault, just kind of how it all led to this. Um, yeah, it was a mess, and Derek Dooley should have never gotten the job in the first place. He didn't recruit a single offensive lineman one year while on campus. He had <laughs> Tyler Bray, Cordell Patterson, Dariq Rogers, and um, Justin Hunter all in the same offense and couldn't win six games. Derek yeah. Rogers left, got kicked off the team before that season came to fruition. But, I mean, that just adds into the – yeah, I think we competence. I think us and Troy had scored like eighty five that was thousand points in that game. Well you could have been I mean, I was in the stands role. I would hey the the crowd really got rowdy for an overtime game against UAB in twenty ten. I mean that was electric, let me tell you about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Love it. So yeah, I, I I mean I do think it's Derek Dooley. I, I think he you know and when we're talking about left the program in a worse shape than, than you found it, I mean, well, I don't know. They all did, which is saying something. Yeah, we got a new guy on the show, Sippy Sports Show. He says, new to the show, Southern Miss to the top. I don't know about that, but uh, welcome to the show. I don't hate Southern Miss, so cool. Yeah. Cool um, yeah, I think – I don't I can go about it so many ways. Yeah, yeah. like on the field, Derek Dooley is obviously your worst. But I think locker room stuff, it's got to be Butch Jones, right? I mean, he was – his attitude toward uh, what you came to, to see from pl- from players and from uh, the media, like it had to be – Butch Jones is probably the most hated. Like at least Derek Dooley's a nice guy. <laughs> uh, a lot of people hated him. A lot of people hated Derek Dooley. Right, but like he's he's a stand – like he's – He's never going to really do anything wrong. He's a lawyer, so I don't think he had to worry about recruiting violations. And I don't know. Well, he didn't. That was in part. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that's in part because he didn't recruit at all. But uh, yeah, he seemed like a more likable guy than Butch Jones and Jeremy Pruitt. I, I mean, I think it, I think Jeremy Pruitt is a, and even Butch Jones was always kind of came across as like a little unsure of himself. Um, but I think it, you know, when you look at how both Jeremy Pruitt and Bush Jones handled the media on the back end of their career, I think it really shows that if you don't have the, the skin for it, you can't coach major college football. Um, you're, I mean, if you can't be questioned at every turn in your life, and I'm not saying I can, um, then don't coach college football because like you can make the right call. Like you can make the right decision and people are going to ask you why you did it when, when you come into the press conference. Um, I mean, unless you're like the op, like Nick Saban, obviously doesn't have. I mean, he gets annoyed with it, but he's winning all the time, so it's a little bit different. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. It's just I think it just shows that it takes a really special kind of person to not. Well, Blake, I don't know how much football you've played or how much you know about football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, you can go about it so many different different ways but yeah kiffin got it all started so uh kiffin did get it all started it's it's hard not to give him the dominoes fell after you know he did what he did so yeah i kind of go with with that and like i don't know i'm just not i'm not really over it 
and I don't know if that's just me holding a grudge, but like when people just freaking I don't know drool over Lane Kiffin. Oh, I'm just I like, hate him now more than I ever did because of it. Yeah, I mean you got to because if Derek did like you gave Derek Dooley that job, and you know anybody thought they had a chance to be the head coach of Tennessee, and then we hired Butch Jones. Yeah, that was a not a great hire um, by Dave Hart. Speaking of not great hires by Dave Hart, Graham Morgan mentioned Donnie Tyndall for basketball. I, I don't think, you know, I'll say this. I, I didn't think Donnie Tyndall was a great basketball coach. I didn't think he was a right fit at Tennessee. It didn't seem. Um, but the program didn't just drastically drop off with Donnie Tyndall. He also recruited Admiral Schofield. He did. Obviously, they didn't have a great year, but I'm not, you know, I don't think he was just, yeah, Kevin O'Neill is probably a better answer there, Graham. Um, it, you know, it wasn't just, I also think it shows that it's really not that hard to recruit at Tennessee. Right. No matter how bad you are. Yeah, that's that's like, if Jeremy Pruitt didn't do what he did, I mean, I think he probably gets some of those in-state players and stuff like that to buy into his program. Like, he didn't have to I – I feel like he didn't have to just pay people to be here like he did. Or like, allegedly, he did. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it would have been worth it if we don't get Henry Toto or or Juan A. Morris or or guys like that in this program. If that's what it would have taken, I mean, they're not here anymore anyway. So I think we'd all take that if you know, looking back on it. But I, I do think it's going to change. I think Jeremy Pruitt is going to be one of the most hated coaches ever at Tennessee because of all this. So, so do you think big news is coming? Like, do you think something's going to happen? I, I don't know if it's. I think he's put Tennessee in a really bad place. And I hope like I guess the hope with Tennessee is it's in such a bad place and you've had to get rid of pretty much everything that's, you know, magnets on refrigerators or you know, everything. You know, hopefully the the NCAA is just like, okay, you're good. Well, I mean, they've got a lot of they've got a lot of stuff to deal with themselves right now, you know, beyond just investigations and whatnot. So, I mean, I'm just curious to see what all exactly comes. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Find out. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, I, I don't have high hopes that Tennessee's going to get off easy. I'll say that. No. But I think I I think that's the hope of the athletic program. It's just like, be. dude, get, can we catch a break? Or, I mean, because we're in such – like, how, how can you get really any worse? I, I don't know if you can. So, that's the good news. <laughs> to not only be in the position that you're in, but then come off a season like you did and then lose pretty much everybody who contributed to that season. Starting from scratch. Oh, you are starting from scratch. Completely. I want to know who called the NCAA. I want to know who I want to tipped him off. I have my conspiracy theories, but I want to know who it was. I think it was Bobby Graham. <laughs> put that evil on him no it's got to be like I think it's a disgruntled parent you think yeah see I'm kind of thinking of god it was a Tennessee player and he coached DBs here and then they let him go what was his name I don't know why I'm forgetting Tennessee player Terry Fair, thank you, Dylan. I don't know. That'd be bold. 
It'd be real bold. I mean, if that's if it's in the moment and you're trying to get back at somebody who fired you, uh, I mean, I'm not trying to like put any blame on Terry Fair. <laughs> he's, but I mean, or um, David Johnson. Ooh, no, not David Johnson. You know, you know, if we're going disgruntled coaches, the reason I'm going to sever, I'm, I'm never going to think it's a coach, is because they know that everyone Fair. would know. They're in the shit too. Like, and like, like if it, so, I would. The only way I would think it would be a coach. Is if they were being investigated and they're like, "Hey, I can get you know, like, let's call it even. If I, I can give you more." Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason I'm gonna say because they know they'd be, they'd be blackballed from, from coaching. Yeah. So I, that's the only reason I'm gonna go no on disgruntled coach. But if we were gonna go on it, um, I'm going defensive line coach at left. Yeah. Rumball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all are throwing out names. I wasn't gonna throw any names. I was gonna let people figure it out for themselves. Context, people. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm a, if we're going disgruntled coach, but again, I just I don't see it. That's my only thing. You better have an NFL job waiting for you. And even even they talk they talk in the NFL too. And where's he even at now? Is he coaching anywhere? Or is he just? I guess he got his buyout money. And yeah, he's, just he's, chilling. he's chilling by the lake right now. I have no clue. But no dude, clue. from <laughs> disgruntled parent, there it is. Um, I was. I don't know. I, I was thinking of who it could be besides a coach. I, I just have a hard time believing that Rick Patino can can hire strippers slash um, escorts for years and years and years and never even raise a like a, an eyebrow. Jeremy Pruitt is handing some kids in cash, and it's freaking all over the NCAA's radar. I just have a hard time believing that. Bill Self brought um, exotic dancers and put it on TV. God, I just want to know like what like Snoop Dogg. He's like, when you get a Snoop Dogg, you get Snoop Dogg. It's amazing. That's not a recruiting violation. That's just stupidity. Again, I just can't. I have a hard time believing that every Alabama player in Tuscaloosa, every every guy that can run a sub 540 in Tuscaloosa is driving a Dodge Charger and that the NCAA doesn't even look that way. Or you can get somebody on a NCAA wiretap and yeah. nothing happens. Yeah, it's incredible. So I just have a hard time believing the NCAA is like I mean all of our conspiracy theories I just I mean Indianapolis is a long way from Knoxville. I can't imagine they're just peeking in for fun every once in a while. I mean maybe it's so wild the McDonald's bag is just like there's no way that's true. So we're not even gonna do anything about it. I, I will say, I mean, first off, I, I, I don't believe that's true. Um, the McDonald's bag thing. I hope it is. <laughs> I love that the baseball team made fun of it earlier in the season. That kind of got taken away. They probably got in trouble for it. But dude, Which is, That makes me think it's real now. That's a good point. That makes me think it's real. Yeah. That's a good point. Someone put a stop to it because it was real. It's a great <laughs> point. God bless. We yeah, suck. You're telling on us. We suck. Graham asks, are we on a self-ban for a bowl game this season? Um, we did last season. I'm just kidding. Uh, I haven't been mentioned yet. Um, I'm hoping maybe like just no one talks about it anymore. Maybe we should stop. Like Everyone's like, I kind of forgot that happened. A lot's yeah. happened since that's been announced. That, that's probably going to be like their thing to the NCAA. It's just like, hey, well, dude, but if, if I'm Tennessee, I'm like, no, I'm not giving you anything. No. Oh, well, we're, we're self-investigating, so don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not so I'm not self-reporting. I'm not 
No. It'd be like, hey, this is my this is what we're gonna do to punish ourselves. Deny, no. deny everything, admit nothing. Deny, 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 deny. And when you're back I mean, against the wall, point fingers. I mean, if we're being honest, like the NIL stuff, I mean, there's there's a guy at Miami giving people cash and no, like it nothing's being done. So can we just say Jeremy Brew is just ahead of schedule and yeah, with the NIL he, stuff? He got confused. Bless his heart. He doesn't yeah. know he doesn't know how to work calendars. He thought it was 2021 already. Just give him a break. He's from Alabama. Right. You expect him to know the difference between 2020 and 2021? Get out of yeah. here. Math is hard. Math is very hard. All right. Uh, any more questions? That's all I got. Oh, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Let's go run, run through some uh, what's trending. My first one, DK, speaking of, I don't know if she's a TikTok star. Um, DK Metcalf struck out in the Celebrity All-Star Game, which makes me feel a lot better about my uh, short-lived adult league softball career. I got Wait, you base. said she. You said she. Well, the tweet, like the whole thing was like some girl got on base, I think hit a double. I don't know how she ran, you know, to second because she can barely run. But some girl, that might be a YouTube or TikTok star, okay. uh, hit a double and then DK Metcalf struck out. So, Damn. Yeah. Um, it was not a good strikeout either. Uh, he missed the ball pretty bad. So. Pretty ugly. It was. It wasn't great. Also, apparently they played the All Star Game the day before they showed it on TV. Or not the All Star Game, the Celebrity Softball Game. Sorry. Well, there you go. Uh, it's very weird. Very weird. Um, I've also got T-shirts. T-shirts are trending. Urosh, did you see his fit? Blobsitch. He's wearing a Rick Barnes dressed as a pope. Yeah, what does it? it say? Rick Barnes is my homeboy or something like that? <laughs> something like that. I can't remember. I can look it up. But, yeah. I just love that yeah. he's in – I love that he's dressed as the Pope. And we call him Deacon Barnes. <laughs> yeah, I think the um, – maybe the – Oh, no, he's dressed as Jesus. Never mind. Okay. okay. I was going to say a little denomination is a little off. I, I, little I guess the robe – you see a robe, you assume Pope. Okay. The best of us. Hey, I mean, there's there's preachers that wear robes. I've been to some. I don't know what he's dressed as. He's wearing a robe. That's the point. So can we? Is he Hugh Hefner? I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. It's a great look. Um, I loved it. My next one is Richard Sherman. Oh, was booked at six oh eight this morning at the Seattle Correctional Facility for burglary domestic violence. What the? F- How did I not see this? I don't know, dude. I mean, it's just... Dylan, did you see this? What the crap? How did I miss this? Did they say, like... Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah he was denied bail, apparently. I don't know yeah. If just, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't... Apparently his wife said nothing happened. Makes me sound either it's pretty serious or... Richard Sherman may not have money. I don't know. <laughs> Which he took Crabtree's chain, so he should have at least a little bit, I would think. <laughs> Bond it. <laughs> That's what I'll do. If you're going to steal chains, pawn it. Make him have yeah, to buy it back. It. That's hilarious. We'll throw it on the ground. <laughs> Apparently, he was. Wait. Are also, they're also investigating a hit and run. Damage Next. to State Department of Transportation property. That was at 1 a.m. Dude, he just went on a rampage last what night. What the crap? Uh, a car struck a concrete barrier. 
<laughs> I don't know. Like Adam Scheffner just kind of stopped talking about it. He's playing Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> How did I, I, I miss this? Yeah. Oh, oh, shoot. Wait. Yeah, his wife said nobody was harmed. Ooh, I don't, we, we can talk about this when we get off the show. I don't necessarily want to read this like publicly if I don't know it's true, but I did just see another tweet that maybe relates to it all. No, we'll talk about it after. That's crazy. I, I did not hear about that. I missed all of that. Okay, so apparently he abandoned his vehicle. Registration came back to Richard Sherman. So that's how they found out it was him. Okay. Interesting. This is all very interesting. Okay. All right. Well, wow, Landon just sent me down just a dark place, man. There you go. <laughs> um, my next one, let's lift it back up. Candace Parker, cover of 2K. First wom- woman on the cover of 2K. 75th anniversary. Oh, yeah. The goat. The goat. <laughs> um, I've got one more. Do you got any more? I got one more as well. Okay. Um, the home run derby. Uh, I think it's what they call electric. And I did want to ask you, I want to get your take on this, but first, uh, what about Pete Alonzo's timeout before he, uh, hit his two more home runs to beat Juan Soto. What you think about that? Cocky or not? He's a big dude. He's got to catch his breath. You know, he probably gets winded pretty easy. I mean, he is a professional app, so I'm just kind of dogging it right now. But. He he also looks like a, a dad with his shirt off, so. I've never seen him with his shirt off, so I can't comment. Yeah, he, he looks, I mean, he's got a little, little gut on him, but yeah, dude's a stud. Uh, okay, so do you like the new format better of timed with one timeout, or are you, were you a fan of the, the outs? I like the timed. I think I'm the outs. Yeah, I think the outs. Like it kind of sucks for people because, I mean, if they get three bad balls in a row, yeah. you're out. You're done. Right. I also – I don't understand the automatic 30 seconds of extra time plus mm-hmm. a chance for additional 30 seconds of extra time. I think it should just be you only get extra time if you hit the – was it 400? Or no, it was 395, I think. Yeah. I think so, I think the new format is – it's entertaining, Sorry, but it, it's like ever since they've done it, the announcers can't keep up with it. It's it's like you, you lose track of what's what's a bomb, what's going foul, what's going yeah. for. Like, and since Chris Berman's not there, I've just kind of lost interest in it. Since back, back, I mean, back, 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 back. Yeah. They do need to, to that point, they do need to have like a, like a clock on it. So either – because I think there was some debate on whether it should be the ball should lands or the ball whatever – now it's like as fast as you can hit them. Now I think there should be like, all right, you have to wait, you know, three or four seconds, you know, however many seconds after you hit. So clock starts then, then the ump sent you, or either until the ball lands or until the ball's past the fence, one or the other. Just so like you said, because, yes, it was incredibly confusing. I'm pretty sure – who was it? Someone I'm pretty sure hit, like tied home runs. They didn't count the last one. And it was they never addressed whether exactly how many hit, whether one was missed, because like you said, it was incredibly hard to keep up with. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They were it was like it has to it's kinda of like basketball. It had to be out of their hand. The pitch had to be out of their hand for it to count. Well that that happened a lot. There was uh I think it was story, like right at the end, he had two home runs. But it wasn't clear if he did actually have two home runs or if it just seemed. 
the better broadcast that I didn't start watching until after that one. So the ESPN two had the, um, like the, is it the stat tracker? Is that what it's called? Where it yeah. tracks the distance and stuff. And they also had like a screen at the bottom that counted not home runs and home runs. So you could see what ball actually left the park. Like you could see if he hit a home run or if he didn't, they like were actually right. counted on them. Yeah. The announcer still couldn't keep up. So they do need to fix that. But I like the clock better. I think the clock's a lot more fun. Yeah, apparently Otani doesn't take practice swings. I don't know if that's actually true, but I read that somewhere. So his pitcher sucked. Yeah, hasn't taken BP all year, which is insane. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, he hit like a four hundred and fifteen footer or a five hundred and fifteen footer in freaking BP before the derby. Yeah, lead the lead in bombs. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Uh, I have one. So uh, the Bachelorette, okay, implemented a a rule, basically telling the guys not to jerk off. Oh wow! During their time, <laughs> was there like a is there a problem? <laughs> like, like too many guys are jerking off. Did they get the bathroom? Did <laughs> they, like uh, that was Katie's idea. I don't, I don't really know why, but yeah, it was the. Katie wanted them to, I don't know, save their self or. So they feel like they're married before then. Before they get I don't married. know, but I'm just like, dude, they're not. Like, if they go to the fantasy suites, I mean, this is going to be. Well, I've got easy. a lot. I, hold on. I've got a lot of questions about this. Do they, like, what's their sleeping situation? Are they, like, all in, like, is it like a bunkhouse? They have their own rooms? Because these dudes are just jerking off with like four dudes in a room. They're animals, and they should they, be. I stopped. think they have a, a roommate or two. Yeah, know. that's disgusting. How do you? Uh, how do you? How do you keep track of this? That's a good point is, too. Is this just the buddy system, or just? I guess they gotta wear a camera, or there's some. I don't know. I don't know how it works. That's uh that's a good point. I kind of don't want to know how it works. I, I mean, I don't want to find out how it works. I'd like to know. I don't need to watch <laughs> how it works. Um, yeah, that's a very strange. I missed that. I didn't actually watch, but I was in the room as Emily watched it the other night. Um, so, but yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting development that it shouldn't. Ha- First off, I don't think it should be a rule. I, 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 if you're in a room with another guy, you shouldn't have to be like, hey, dude, no jerking off. Like that should be something you have to establish. That should that's you just don't. Well, I mean, like, they can go to the bathroom. No, I, I stand by my statement. You don't go to camp and jack off. Like, that's not something you do at camp. Well, okay, when you had roommates, did you ever do it? I didn't share a room with them. No, so they're, like, they're like in a, like, it's rooms. It's like an apartment, I guess. Okay, so they're not, like, I, I can't see you from my bed. That was my question. Yeah, they're, they're not, not like in the big brother house. Just freaking, hey, don't look up here. <laughs> I don't think it's you like that. <laughs> You're going to the wrong kind of camps, brother. Yeah. What, kind of, what kind of camps you going to? You all didn't. Y'all didn't share rooms at camp. Y'all had your own room. What kind of fancy ass camp are you going to? Even uh, the freaking even uh, even Lindsay even Lindsay Lohan had to share, and she was flew like six hours across the pond to go to camp. She had to share a bunkhouse. Get out of here with those camps you're going to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, let's get to stupidity. <laughs> that, that was a stupid segment we just did. That was a stupid <laughs> That's segment. Pretty good. Uh, so we had another Southern Miss question that I just want to talk about because uh, Frank Gore was mentioned. Um, uh, apparently Southern Miss got new uniforms. Will it change anything else with the Golden Eagles going forward? 
I'm going to say it will change things. I don't know what it'll change, Sippy, uh, but it'll change. Yeah, sure. Um, I just want to mention Frank Gore because uh, if you've never watched him run the ball in slow motion, go do it. It's hilarious. Just trust me. I do. I do know they got Frank Gore Jr. I did that, bet that's on why I said some. That. Yeah, I did bet on some Southern Miss this past season. I don't okay. know if I won or lost. Go I watch bet on basically everybody. But go watch Frank Gore run the football in slow motion. <laughs> I have done that. <laughs> I have done that. Unfortunately, like I, I didn't like. I wasn't like rewind and bring it back. Um, but it, it did put in slow, slow motion. The ESPN guy knew exactly. What he was oh doing. yeah, oh yeah. It's like the, it was. A, it was like the guy who works the hot girl camera with the crowds. That yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, stupidity's an epidemic. Yeah, my first one is the Miami Marlins tweeting, uh, "Want to see Jazz hitting inside the park home run?" And uh, it had Ronald Acuna, you know, with a torn was it ACL? Yeah, MCL. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's basically laying in the outfield pretty much unconscious. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> that guy just wasn't watching the game, right? <laughs> like he saw it come across the he saw it come across the box score. Was look, like, oh, that'll look, be a good video. Look, look at this. They got a social media assistant <laughs> posted <laughs> for a job. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't do that, man. I mean, read the room. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Great. Um, this one, I've got one. And me and it, you actually kind of had a similar debate, but not as stupid as this debate. Um, at volunteer underscore 27 said, I think I speak for the majority of UT fans when I say I would rather score 35 points a game and go five and seven than score 18 points a game and go seven and six, six and six with a bowl win. Um, at volunteer underscore 27, I would rather win more games. I don't. I don't care how it happens. I don't care if. I don't care how. If I win seven games, I'd rather win seven than five. It's that simple. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I just love that it was like a twist of our debate where you were like, "I'd rather lose by." I'd rather lose sixty to eighty than, than thirty to ten, and I was just yeah. like, "I'd rather win." And right. like, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not as dumb like that debate was dumb <laughs> yeah. because we're dumb. But I mean, we're, obviously, we're obviously wanting to win seven games over five. That's yeah, not a like, debate. Caleb's not here for the hypotheticals. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like uh, what an incredibly dumb statement. I don't care. If Derek Dilley is our, our coach and we're winning games, so freaking be it. Dude, Evan care. Russell just hit that freaking grand salami and Tim Corbin wants to freaking swallow his gum through his neck. Most electric oh. Tennessee sporting event I've ever been to. Oh, that was heavenly. That was a good uh, stuff. I've got you have one, any more? I've got, actually got two more. I've got a, a fan submission. I'll do okay. that last. My, my next one's on me. Um <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I was drunk. Uh, so Saturday night, Chattanooga Football Club tweeted out a picture. They tweeted out this picture. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know who that is? Is that Messi? Okay, it is, but he's wearing a Chattanooga FC uniform. Okay. <laughs> I sent it to my brothers, and I was like, this dude on Chattanooga's team looks a lot like Lionel Messi. 
I, as soon as I sent it, I was like, shit. I was like, you that is wrong. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was not wrong. I was like, ah, crap. That is, that's the only thing. looks a lot like that dude from 8 Mile. I swear. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was not that drunk either. I was like, God dang it. Like, what an idiot. How do you, like, it's crazy. It's I crazy mean, how they found out. Like <laughs> gotcha. I'm such an idiot. Um, this is the fan submission. Did you all see this one today? Oh, yeah, I did. That was going to be my next one. Yeah, so this was – oh, I'm so sorry, but I'll give a shout-out here. Um, so if you all don't know, that was – if you zoom in, it's Joe Burrow's Heisman. I don't know why they couldn't Photoshop that out, but Josh Hickman sent that one to me today. Um, I'd missed that. I hadn't seen it yet, and um, that's all. That's hilarious. Like, Because it's one of your SEC West rivals, and you're promoting their Heisman winner. <laughs> Right. And can we also talk about that kid as an offensive lineman? I was going to say, for a guy who can't ever win the Heisman. <laughs> I'm like, what stats are you going to put up, brother? It's so many pancakes this season. But yeah, you might get to. <laughs> if you're lucky, I mean, you'll get to see Joe can you, Heisman. Yeah, can you contribute to another Heisman from another team? I guess that's, I don't know. That's bad. I've got a stupidity or what's trending, whatever. I was going to try to use screen share on here. That way I could just pull it up there. But um, nice internet in southern middle Tennessee here. So can you see Can you see that on the screen? Okay, see the lady in the middle there. Just yeah. watch this all-time glasses flip right here. Oh. Kind of hard to see. No, no hands. No hands. Just straight down. Force that's awesome neck, down on the nose that's there's, i can't even say it's stupidity because that's no genius, that was actually that, that was pretty good there's actually a video on tiktok of caleb doing that ex- exact same thing that's your similar fame <laughs> i'm not i'm no it's similar it's, it's not the exact same thing i i assisted with the ga- glasses flip you did get a it was a nice one but for my producer role though that's another thing i can add in i didn't even know we could sh- screen share on this and then i saw that button i was like oh that's Nice for future reference. I honestly don't know how it works though, so I've never done it. So I was just I was just gonna hit that button and find out later, but we'll take a look. <laughs> I'm all yeah, I'm all I'm all about riding. Just ride and find out. Uh Brody hey, nice, put my, in my shirt, by the way, Landon. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Oh, oh yeah. Whoa. I'm gonna go change real quick, guys. <laughs> Brody put in the chat, imagine being at camp with Frank Gore. <laughs> 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 he better know the rules. And uh, then Sippy. Sippy, I've loved having you in here. Come in here. We'll just talk some Southern Miss football. Talking <laughs> yeah. Houston baseball this year and Southern Miss football. He said, this one I got to read because apparently they had three coaches last season. I didn't know that. And they won three games. Guess who else won three games? I. Brother. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get off here and go kill myself. So. Hey, it was fun. It's been a long episode. <laughs> it has. I loved it. Talked a lot of uh, – we got we covered a lot. Uh, baseball football all of it uh i was wrong about minor league affiliates they did cut some okay i just thought they cut more than they did i'm sorry i thought they just just hashed like just Creedence slashed put, everything put you on man he, he did uh... well he he was right and i was wrong and i'm sorry Creedence. <laughs> i apologize i'm more concerned with that with what what's going on in upper east tennessee and i didn't consider the rest of the country so i apologize yeah we got to get a uh, dylan a raise we got to get his internet fixed <laughs> It's it picks and <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. One day. You have, what, do you have Comcast? Is that the is that the issue? Oh no! 
Um, uh, I, it's monster broadband. Oh, it's broadband. There's a reason. Sounds... There's a reason you've never heard of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the monster. <laughs> because they, they don't have internet <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well my comcast sucks so that should make you feel better don't get comcast don't do it i'm gonna i'm gonna go call monster when i get off here <laughs> it's all it's all i can get here it's the only thing available Dang. that's amazing when i mean you're about to be a you're about to be a suburb of nashville here in a couple years so maybe yeah, you'll nashville, get some yeah nashville takes up all the internet <laughs> Love it. Guys, it's been fun. Appreciate y'all listening. We'll be back Sunday. Yes. Yep. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in and we out.